everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Michigan Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis, here with my co-host, David Jolkevsky. Today, we're joined by the Oakland University head swim coach, Peter Hovland. Today, we'll get to hear about some of his recruiting advice and hear about his accomplishments as a coach thus far. Let's get started. This podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the Detroit Medical Center Sports Medicine and Physical Therapy Team. Check out the newest Game Changer segments on State Champs Michigan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube to get the latest training and injury prevention techniques. And before we get started, one last announcement. The application deadline for the DAC Female and Male Athlete Award this year has been extended. While we wait for the remainder of the winter sports to start up, now is your time to apply. To apply, you need to have been an all-state athlete or projected to be one this winter or spring. You need an overall 3.0 GPA, and you need to have exhibited some school leadership or had some community volunteer activity. Each nominee receives $1,000 in scholarship money, and the winners will receive $5,000. A wonderful red carpet gala in downtown Detroit will now take place in June. To apply, go to DACAthleteoftheyear.com and download the application. Or you can click on the banner on our homepage at statechampsnetwork.com to take you to the website. In the world that we live in, athletes are still eager and anxious to continue their swim careers, but things look much different. What is the best personal advice that you would give high school athletes who are looking to swim in college? I think the first thing I would would tell people, and I and I do tell people, is is you know to to take the initiative uh, yourself. Um, don't wait. Um, there's there's never too early of an, a, a time to start the process, and um, you know there, there's multiple ways in which to do it. Obviously, through the internet, things things reaching out to people, finding people, it's become easier and easier. Um, but as you know, college coaches, I mean, uh, <laughs> we're busy all day, every day, uh, planning and prepping, you know, each week and for, for various competitions or travels or practices that we have, uh, recruiting, uh, uh, takes up a tremendous amount of time. We're, we're, we're doing it all the time. Um, and you know, we, we can't get to everybody. And, uh, um, so, um, there are a lot of athletes out there um, that are looking for the right places. So I uh, really strongly encourage to, <clears throat> uh, the student athletes to kind of, you know, start thinking about what they want early. And if it's something that they really want to do and college is, uh, is, is definitely a destination and swimming in college is that, <clears throat> and there's so many programs, you know, from the power five to the, to the mid majors, to division two and, and division three schools and, and even beyond that. Um, so there are a lot of opportunities and, and uh, uh, I try to encourage people to be realistic, um, you know, have maybe, you know, a couple schools that might be a reach uh, for you right now. Uh, some that are kind of, you know, in your 
uh, you know, in, in your, you know, uh, area where, where your times fit uh, or would um, with normal improvement. And, and uh, you know, maybe uh, you look at something uh, in state and then you look, you know, if you want to think about going out of state someplace, you know, trying to, uh, um, you know, develop a list that, it, that encompasses a, a number of those kinds of things. Um, but uh, not not allow it to get so big that you become uh, uh, paralyzed uh, with 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 too many um, uh, programs to try to iron out. But uh, uh, and then reach out to them if they haven't reached out to you yet already. So that that's the biggest thing. You know, with with the internet, Pete. Obviously, recruiting is much different than than what I saw. You know, almost thirty years ago. Um, yeah, outside of the questionnaires on the school websites, is there a tool or a place that maybe college coaches are going to quite a bit or that a high school uh, swimmer diver should be looking at maybe one over the other that you suggest? Oh, boy, that, that's a great question, Dave. You know, it's there's so many different ways in which we get contacted or information comes to us or, or, or that we find. And, you know, most of it's Internet you know, based. And um, there are some good services out there that kids can get involved in. Um, there are some that aren't so good. So I think you need to do your homework on those. Um, but we've, we've developed relationships with a couple of them and, 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 and they're really staying, you know, former college coaches in some cases, former athletes and others that are very, very, very good. And, and it's not just taking the you know, the client, their client's fee and, and just throwing something together on a piece of paper and sending it out there. But they, they do, they do follow ups and some of them get it. They know what, they know what we're looking for. We, we you know, and it's just keep it simple. You know, um, we, we, those, some of those productions that they do, sure video helps and stuff, but just a, a real, real short bio, you know, your times, you know, our sport just kind of comes down to that. We can, we can figure out a lot of things in a hurry. Uh, just by seeing somebody's current times, uh, you know, how big they are uh, and their grades and stuff. So you can keep it pretty simple. But um, between the services and then, you know, with Meet Mobile and, and Swim Swam now and all the different meat results that are out there. I mean, we're constantly I mean, I just before I came on with you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at meat results from, you know, various places trying to find out who's swimming and and. Uh, you know, what's going on and, and, and just trying to stay with everything that's happening in the swimming world. And this is a fun time right now because all the colleges are competing in some kinds of championships now or in the next week or two or three. And um, so it's a fun time. But shortly after that, the clubs are starting to open. They're getting back water. We saw that the Michigan girls were able to, to have a successful, somewhat successful um, high school state championships. And the I'm sure the coaches are going to learn from that uh, for the boys season and that they'll have a successful season and, and there's other meets to follow. So the internet meet mobile, we're, we're following all of that. You know, I mean, we're, we're frozen right now and what we can do, no off campus recruiting, things like that. So we're, we're turning more internally and, and, and looking, using the, the, the internet um, uh, for our primary resource. Um, so, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, that things will start to change a little bit, but, you know, the recruiting's changed how we recruit as well, you know, without any on-campus visits and, you know, a lot of what we're doing right now is Zooming. Um, so, um, uh, a lot of different ways and coaches are getting pretty creative trying to figure out ways to still get the word out, still stay in contact and, and do our research tracking the ones uh, down that we think would be good fits for our programs. 
what is the best training advice that you would give high school swimmers that are looking to swim in college? Well, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to a coach here. So, you know, uh, my advice is going to be, you know, if, if you're serious and you're, you're trying to get to the next level and you're going to try to take that skill set next to, to the next level, you, you, you have to be committed. Um, it's not something that you can do part time. Um, you've got to, at some point in time, start thinking that, okay, I need to engage, uh, uh, after the high school season with a club program. And, and I need to start going maybe from four months to, to eight or, or 10 or, or, or 11 months out of the year. Um, because, uh, uh, you know, it, the, the people that you're competing for spots for on these college programs and stuff, depending on where you're looking for, they're doing it. So, um, again, I think most people understand that, that, uh, um, you know, if, if you're going to be serious about it, you know, you, you, you need to be engaged, especially if you're a high school swimmer, uh, which is which is great. You then need to uh, as soon as that season's over, you need to have a plan worked out with your high school coach, and your club coach as to, OK, you know, what did they come up for you next? What's the next plan they've got for you? You go right from high school, take a short break or do you go right from high school and go to a USA meet to, to start? you know, showcasing um, some of the longer races that you might not have in high school. Um, and, and you start prepping for those because uh, you'll see that, you know, that as you all know, that the, some of the events, the majority of the events in, at the college level and in dual meets and, and championships are a little different than, than high school with a little bit longer events, the two hundreds of the strokes and hundreds and not just the, you know, the hundreds and, and uh, 400 IMs and the miles, things like that. So, um, it, it's, it's all in, in how you, you know, dedicate yourself and how uh, the sacrifice you're going to make to, to, you know, if, if you're that, if it's that important to you, how serious are you going to be about and what kind of commitment are you going to make? And how have your training techniques changed recently compared to what you would typically do? <laughs> wow. Uh, um, we're, we're, <laughs> You know, with stop and go and stop and go and stop and go this year, we're all over the place. Um, you know, I, I've had a plan that, that that I've implemented in my program that 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 I've nurtured from, you know, some really uh, great uh, coaching mentors that I've had in my career from Dr. Ernie McGlisco, who was my coach in college and was the one that brought me here to Oakland and to Jim Steen down at Kenyon College, who I worked with for a couple of summers. Um, and uh, you know, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's regimented, but it, it, it is, it, it's something that I've, I've put together over the years, tweaked over the years and, and modified over the years. And I, I have a, I have a system and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a 24 week, you know, season pretty much, you know, 144 day type program and, and, and COVID's throwing all that stuff right out the window. <laughs> um, you know, you, you go in and, and, you know, end of August thinking this is okay. Here's your team. And right before Labor Day, this is that Thursday and Friday that, that they can start practicing first day of classes. And here we go, you know, in the first six weeks, we do this. In the next four weeks, we do this. And then we do this. And, you know, our, our weight program changes, our swimming program changes, depending on where we are in those particular cycles and stuff. And I think a lot of people would admit that this, this year, obviously, as everybody knows, it's just rambling, not knowing from day to day, week to week. Um, you know, when, when we came back from uh, um, summer, 
you know, in that first September and people started and, um, you know, the, the first day of practice, we had two, two athletes that were cleared the next day we had four, the next day we had eight and, you know, we, we, we had to even adjust what we were doing then. And, and then, uh, we got going and we started to swim really, really fast and our workouts were starting to look normal and November came around and we got shut down again. And we got kicked out of the building in the pool. And so, you know, as coaches, we fret, okay, we're out of the water now for another four or five or six weeks. And I got a call from my athletic director and my wife and I were laying on a beach in Florida uh, just after Christmas. And he says, uh, do you want to have a training camp? And I went, yeah, of course. <laughs> and he says, well, if, if, uh, if you can get all your kids back uh, to campus right away, um, we're, we're going to test you six days a week. And, um, um, but at a hundred bucks a pop. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, it, it was, that was a challenge. So here we, again, we we're getting kids back from all over the, all over the state, all over the country and all over the world, get back to campus as soon as you can. And we'll start going and, you know, we'll start at it again. And the question was, where do you start? Do you start back from, you know, ground zero again? Um, is there any carryover? Uh, are they in any kind of shape? And and so you're constantly adjusting every single practice every week. And, and then we were even trying to make decisions because some kids were coming back that they came down with COVID. You're quarantined for two weeks and then you have a, uh, a back to practice schedule of a, a week or 10 days of slowly bringing people back. So that was constantly with us all the time. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm this. I'm not complaining by any stretch. Of the magic. This is what everybody's been facing and stuff. So we were we were just having to sit down as a staff every week, every day, like, OK, what do we do now? Who needs this? Who needs that? Um you know, we, we'd give our kids maybe that we felt that they needed a day off and 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 uh, some of them were still in the COVID protocol. So while they're getting a day off, trying to recover a little bit, you know, we still had a group of people that were still trying to uh, recover or get back into the swing of things. And so we were adding practices for them. So the coaching staff, we seemed like we were at the pool seven days a week, just trying to help people get back to some level of, of, of normalcy. Um, and, and so, you know, with our weight program, we've only been able to get six people in it for an hour a, a day. So we've cycled through, you know, 30 to the, the 35 of 36 of our people uh, in a week into our weight room with our strength staff. Um, the, the rec center has been open. And so they've been trying to give them workouts so they can go in there and, and, and lift weights a little bit, you know, unsupervised kind on their own. So that's been crazy. So I, I think what's going to happen is that, that after the season, when everybody catches their breath and collectively lets out a, a sigh of relief, I think people are going to really have an opportunity to kind of look back at things and go, wow, we really did some things different. And if you look at the times people are swimming right now, oh, my God, you know, I mean, people are there's some people going crazy um, and, and on little or nothing. Um you know, my, my, one of my former assistant coaches and one of my former All-Americans and national champion is the head coach at Wayne State. He, he, and, and we had a meet two weeks ago, and they'd only been in the water maybe two weeks. And, you know, he, he, his sprinters, you know, maybe, you know, it's a little more difficult, obviously, maybe for some of the longer distance guys and stuff. But, uh, I mean, there are some people in his program that swam really, really, really fast. And I, I just saw some of the GLIAC results. and. Grand Valley and Wayne State locally, you know, we're, we're really, really tearing it up. And we swam both of them in dual meets and, and they were swimming fast. So I think you're going to see a, a lot of people 
talking to each other and like, you know, what did you do differently? And do we really need to do all the things that we're doing or can we make some adjustments along the way? And I, I don't know if this is going to be a trans, transformational year for, for coaches in general, for our sport in general, but it, it'll be interesting to see two, three, four years, maybe down the road and stuff, how people look back at this and, and kind of compare like, okay, what we normally do to what we did and, and see what those results are going to be. And, and I'm sure the, the Olympics, if everything goes, and I hope it does, um, you know, this, this, this June, um, uh, you know, how it affects, uh, the times, uh, you know, with the really top level swimmers and, and, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how, uh, coaches had to adapt, uh, with, with, uh, with the pros and, and with the elite and if they're doing the same things we've been doing at the collegiate level and the high school level and the club level and stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, crazy times and, and, uh, uh it'll be real interesting to, to, to see how this all shakes out. And maybe it might be too, a little too early to tell right now, but but I think there's going to be some real interesting stories and some coaches are going to really, you know, do some soul searching. And um, when this is all over said and done and we get back to normal and how it, how it's going to affect our sport in the future moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, Pete. We, we've been talking about that a lot. We had Sean Peters on a month or so back and he had, you know, that was when they were in that break and kind of figuring things out and, um, you know, a few high school coaches, we've, we're already comparing notes and yardage. And, you know, I, I listened to you talk about, you know, you know, the number of days you're training, the number of weeks you've got your, you know, your cycles and your weight training and all that. Um, you know, it, it, you had mentioned, you know, we'll kind of take that big collective sigh and, and figure things out in a little bit, but is there one thing that, that stands out right now that, that you kind of see that you're, you might not go back to do or radically change? Wow. That's a good question. Um, Something, it, maybe it's kind of reaffirmed some things for me, I think. And, and I think we, we need that every now and then as coaches, some reaffirmation. And, and sometimes it comes in funny ways. Maybe a kid gets sick, um, a kid gets mono, somebody breaks a, a, a leg or somebody gets, you know, uh, hurt in the, in, in the weight, I, you know, just crazy things and stuff. And you, you come up with, you know, schedules for an individual like that to help them and stuff. And then you look at it and go, you know, um, you look at the end of the season results and they do really, really well. Um, I've had some kids for some reasons that miss our Florida training trip, you know, and Florida training trips are usually known for hell week or, you know, training two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon with an hour of dry land. And, and, you know, you, 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 you work them pretty hard and, and, and they're geared for it and they, they love it and stuff. But I've had kids that, that had have missed our, training camp and you think as a coach oh my god their season's ruined it's 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 you know that that's it you're not going to expect and yet they you know end up swimming as faster faster than most of the people on your team so it'll be interesting to see that you know that i think that you know the 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 top athletes and athletes in general are training enough throughout the course of the year i think you can probably have a little bit more confidence in them and and the confidence in your yourself and your program that when there, when there comes a time and somebody does need a break, um, that it, it's okay. You know, you don't, you don't have to put the added pressure on them that, oh, you're, you know, your season's ruined. If you're, you know, we all thought that, you know, if you miss a day of practice, it's, you know, it's like missing a week, you know, in, in your, and I, and I don't know if that's true, you know, kind of, and you're, you're, we're seeing it, you know, um, we're, we had a good kid go 54 seconds in the hundred breaststroke two nights ago, you know, like, okay, now he's a talented Christian Bart. He's, he's a really talented kid, but 
you know, he just out of the blue just got up there and 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 went fifty four uh, in in the hundred breaststroke and uh, and so um, I, I think that that that'll kind of reaffirm to me that you know okay you know when 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 someone I think is is starting to show signs of fatigue and maybe a little overtraining and you know and that's something that I watch for religiously with my program and stuff with at that level because when you are training one hundred and forty four days or what you know that can happen you know I, I see how fast high school girls. Uh, swim in what 12 weeks 14 weeks whatever your season is right and how fast they swim and then I see how fast the boys swim in the same in, in our season the collegiate season is both of those combined right. so you, you you know I've learned long ago that <laughs> we're going to do enough to get people in shape that's for sure so it's it, it's the it's the rest of the time that you know spend, how are you going to spend it what are you going to teach them um, what are the things you can really really refine them to give them the skill set that they need um, uh, to be successful at the end of the season. And so there's more room for that, I think. And it doesn't have to just be with their face in the water, swimming up and down. I'm sure there's some coaches out there that are probably going to have some real creative things to say about the dry land programs that they, that they created, you know, with, with people at home. And, and, you know, we were doing some of that with our strength staff. I mean, we had some kids this year in the, in September that get, get this, they rented, they rented a storage unit. And they had a bunch of free weights. One of them asked for a birthday if the parents would buy him a bunch of free weights. Okay, because we're 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 not doing anything now. We're shut down. And uh, they, they loaded this storage unit up with with free weights. They they'd back their car in half the way, open up the doors and turn on their music and stuff. And they were lifting weights and they rotated our team. Our team was going through this little storage unit in this lot off campus that the kids were paying, I don't know, $45 a month or $80, whatever it is a month. And and the kids were all kind of chipping in and they set up a schedule and stuff so <laughs> so they could keep lifting weights uh, in September and October when, you know, we weren't allowed in our weight room or in our rec center and stuff. So uh, I, I'm sure there's some going to be some real creative uh, things that, that come out of this that I, I think will benefit the sport and benefit a lot of coaches and, and, and programs and, and athletes as we move forward. Before we continue, I talked about how you can recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back. Coach, what is the best advice that you've received that you've applied to your coaching technique? Oh, wow. Um, the best advice. Um, well, when I, when I was a young coach, it was, you know, don't train the speed out of sprinters. <laughs> and uh, uh, I actually had that written on a piece of paper on, on my bulletin board. So I would see it every single day, too, because, you know, you, as a young coach, I was <laughs> you, you think that, you know, more is better a lot of the time when when it might not be. But uh, also um, uh, just kind of to, 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 to have confidence in what you were doing. Um, and, and, and don't be afraid to try something if it's a little bit different and, um, 
um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to sell it to your athletes. And, and the worst thing is, is that, okay, it, it maybe it, it doesn't work. And, you know, we, we have a couple of opportunities during the season. We try a lot of things in the fall with our athletes, especially our new athletes. And we, we have a big meet in, in December that where we, we rest them and suit them up and we let them go. And, and so we can make some adjustments. If, if, if things don't go right, we will still have time to make whatever corrections are necessary prior to our conference championships and hopefully the NCAA championships. And then to do a real serious review, you know, at the end of your season, you know, there's a lot of time that, you know, I'm, I just, uh, in, in the summertime when, when, when we have some downtime and stuff that, that, uh, um, you know, I'm sitting on my back porch or on my dock or, you know, out of my pontoon boat in the middle of the lake and stuff, just, just reviewing things that we've done and trying to figure out, you know, why, why this group of people swam really, really well. And this group of people didn't, and, and, uh, you know, try to be real honest with myself as to, you know, what we could do a little bit better and, and, and make those, those, those changes. But, uh, again, to, to, to have the, um, have, have confidence and, and, you know, come, you know, implementing your plan, um, developing that plan, implementing that plan, and then e evaluating it uh, uh, at the end of the season and being honored with yourself. And then, you know, and then go back and, and, and try to find out where you, what you did right and, and what you did wrong and, and uh, where you can make those changes. So um, that, that's, that's something that, you know, I, I try to do religiously uh, uh, at the end of every season. Um um, and then prior to going into a, a new season with a, a new group of uh, student athletes. High school swimming is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto the MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. So Pete, you know, I, we, we're always on the deck. We're always sharing stories and, you know, getting together after meets and talking. It, I, I, I can think of the days when I was at Ole training in the old Oakland pool with those plaques on the wall and the national championship banners. Um, yeah. I, I got to imagine working with Ernie and coming from California. I mean, you, you've got to have some amazing stories and, and I, I, I think Sarah's going to agree. We got to get you back on uh, another day to share, but is there one story? Is there one I don't know, maybe to the high school coaches or to the high school swimmers and divers out there, one memorable story that, you know, I don't know a great athlete or great experience you guys had that, that you want to share with us. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, I thought maybe in, in retirement, I'd be able to look back on all those things and figure all that stuff out. But um, I, I think it was, it was, you know, pretty surreal. My, my, my career, you know, I, I owe a lot and those that know me and know the program and that, that have had the opportunity to, to meet Ernie, uh, Dr. McGlisco and they, they know this, they know our story and uh, they, you know, people know that we came here from California together, um, you know, uh, 1979 that summer. And in that first year, we, the, the men won the NCAA championship, the division two NCAA championship. So it was like, wow, you know, I, that was kind of a, 
you know, one of those, uh, one of those stories, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, and, and that Ernie was only here for two years. Um, and then when he left, it was one of those things where Corey Van Fleet and a lot of people know Corey and Corey's still coaching up and up North, but, uh, um, that Corey, you know, really, uh, believed in me and, and, and at the age of what, 27, I want to say handed the, 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 the reins over to me, um, with the men's program and, uh, uh, Ernie went back to California and ended up taking and starting that Bakersfield program. And, and, uh, um, he, uh, he, uh, you know, he won eight national championships at Bakersfield and, 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 and Oakland was second, all those eight years. Right. And so I have this powerhouse team coming in and it's, it's probably one of my greatest teams in, in the, that I've had. And, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm so excited because we know we're just, we're, we're going to kick Bakersfield's butt. And, uh, and uh, he, he, he leaves uh, Bakersfield to take the Arizona state job. <laughs> and sure enough, we, 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 we beat, we beat uh, um, Bakersfield and I think that was 1994. So, uh, you know, for a long time there that I, we, we, we had to take that second place and, and uh, that, that was a tough thing to swallow, a tough pill to swallow, but it made it stronger. And, and we stayed with it. I stayed with it. And uh, I don't know how much longer I could have, but uh, it was unfortunate that uh, he and I joke about it all the time that, you know, and he's always Peter, I got out just at the right time, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, and then, you know, the men went on and, and won, I think four in our, our won four championships in a row before we made the jump to the division one. Um, but, uh, that, that's one of those memories that I think, uh, that we'll, we'll all take with me. And, um, it, it's something that, like he said, he got out just in time. And unfortunately I, I won't ever be able to get back at him. And he, he still has that hanging over my head that, uh, um, um, we never beat him um, head to head, uh, but we did. Uh, we did one year. We won all five of the relays, even though they won the national championship. We won all five relays, and he was really he was really upset about that. <laughs> and uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's. It, I'm sure there are a lot of them, and I'm going to have time to reflect upon a lot of them. But uh, uh, trying to think of one right now, uh, you know, and I've had so many great swimmers and so many kids from Michigan that, that, that have done so well, or that went someplace and came back that have done well. And, and, uh, you know, and those are, those, those are some really, really, uh, uh, enjoyable and, and worthwhile stories, uh, in and of themselves. Great. You know, I, we just got a couple minutes here left in, in P I just want to say on behalf of Miska and, and all the coaches and athletes, you know, one that thank you for all you do for us hosting the big meets and just being there as a resource to, to our coaches and, and building such a strong program for our athletes in the state to you know want to be at and want to be successful at. So thank you for all you do for us. Um, I, I really, really hope we can get you back on again and keep talking. Learned a lot of wonderful stuff today, but thank you so, so much. I, I wish you guys all the best here as season wraps up and uh, look forward to seeing you on the deck soon. I'm bummed uh, no state meet at Oakland this year, but I'm hoping we'll be back soon. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we apologize for that. And, you know, we enjoy doing it and we enjoy, we know kids enjoy coming to our facility and, and we love putting on a show for them and helping them. And it's, it's great to try to help promote Michigan swimming the best way we can. And that's one way we could do it. And, and uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get back doing it here next fall and, and uh, we'll get back to normal here real soon, but I, I enjoyed it. And thanks for thinking of me and anytime. Very good. Thank you, Pete. My pleasure.
All right, everybody. Well, that's all the time that we have this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michigan State Champs Poolside podcast. This podcast is presented to you by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan, the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by David Tolkevsky and the Oakland University head coach, Peter Havlin. Have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you next week.